0: It's Wacky Time with this wacky guy on Amigos, episode
1: 383.
0: Hi, everybody. Happy New Year and welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about the best and the worst games of 2022. It was all good, brother. Was it? No. It was
1: horrible. A lot of it was bad. You know, before (laughs) before we get into it, the
0: festivities, though, Aaron, uh, we do have a card that we received in the mail. This is sort of a Christmas tradition. Uh, Dear Amigos, wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thanks so much for all the great shows in 2022. You are the best. Season's greetings to you and yours from Jonas from O'Brien's Retro and Vintage. Thank you, Jonas. Such a nice guy. One of our long-time listeners, probably
1: one of the longest-time listeners. Mm. I think was he the first listener we ever heard from? He's got to be one of the first couple we ever heard anything from. Yeah. So yeah, that's great. Where's his shop at again?
0: He's over in Norway. There you go. Over in Norge.
1: When we gonna get over there to that? See that bad boy. I'm
0: hoping to go next summer.
1: Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So you know, here we are, boat. It's the end of the end of the year. Mm -hmm. We do our usual end of the year spectacular. Uh, your thoughts, just overall. What did you think this past year? Not amigos, just in life, mm. in the
0: world. You know, give us your world view. I think 2022, on the whole, yeah, I feel like was good. Yeah, it was good. It was a good year. It was better than 2021 and better than 2020. I yeah. think coming out of the COVID thing, um, you know, we're not fully out of it, but more out of it. Uh, and uh, it, my, I had a better year personally. Then in, in 2022, uh, you know, we, we had a good boat fest, you know, a good time. Yeah. Uh, a megathon of course, did yep. well. So the, I feel like the shows were all, you know, okay. Yeah. Uh So yeah, good. That's my assessment. How yeah. about you, man?
1: I, I would be along the similar lines. It was good to be able to get out of the house a little bit, stretch your legs, get back into things. Uh, the fact that we got to do that, re- the wrestling was a lot yeah, of fun this that's year. That's right, wrestling you was know, a new for thing for and Hose. Uh, it was fun to do that. It was fun to uh, uh, get to go up to the river and do stuff up there. So yeah, I can't complain. You know, the world. I listen to a lot of these old radio shows and world politics and crazy disasters. They come and go, and every you go back to the fifties and listen to them or the seventies, it always sounds like cataclysmic end of the world events. Uh, but Thankfully, these things come and go. Yeah. You know? And so hopefully, uh, if you had a good year, it keeps coming. And if you had a bad year, it starts going. That's, That's the way right. I look at it That's right.
0: Well, Aaron, before we uh, jump into the best and the worst, we, uh, we're we not going to do a, a normal news segment, but there is a uh, quasi-breaking news story that we'd like to share. Uh, we'd like to give our condolences and take a moment to remember Uh, Archer McLean, who uh, sadly passed away this past week. Um, You know, we know Archer, not personally, but we know his work uh, from so many, so many games, including, of course, uh, International Karate Plus, uh, Drop Zone, and uh, Archer McLean's series of pool games, including Jimmy White's Snooka and uh, the uh, Arcade Pool. Yeah, it's funny, I was
1: just playing... Uh, I was just playing uh, one of his games, in uh, IK Plus, on stream Thursday. And it's funny. I've never been a big fan of that game, as you know. I The third player I always thought was weird to me. Mm-hmm. But I had more fun playing it this time than I've ever had. And I thought to myself, maybe I have missed the bus on this a little bit. And then I hear the news. I'm just like, this is horrible and devastating. It was not that old. You know, I believe it was like 60, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, it's a tragedy and he's one of these guys, you know, you've got certain guys that, that come around and they get that name for doing this great stuff. And I'll, and the fact that their they're name's on the box or whatever, just alone getting that privilege is a rare thing for a programmer to mm-hmm. get, you know. Uh, and so it's not like this guy put out duds either. It was like hit after hit. Mm-hmm. A lot of good stuff. I Like I said, I don't know him personally, but I uh, people have deep affection for him. And I know it for his games. I've always been pleased with him. I think he was a very talented guy, and it's a tragedy. And uh, our condolences to the wife and family and kids and everybody else. Hopefully, uh, you know,
0: it was a peaceful go. I don't yeah. know how it went down. Yeah. All right. And so uh, we we leave our Melancholy Happy Trails and get back into lighthearted levity yeah. because it's time for our annual Amiga Predictions for 2022 or 2023.
1: 20, so so you're ready to go with some Amiga predictions here? I've got the hat on, man. I see the hat is here. So I'm ready. Now, you know, are we allowed to talk about last year's predictions before you get into this? Yeah. I mean, do you have a format here? Or are we just going to go crazy? Yeah.
0: So you, last year's predictions, all yours were wrong and all mine were right. Well, <laughs> I haven't gone through lots and lots of old get shows. I
1: did go through last year's oh. show a little bit. Oh,
0: I might have to wait. And
1: we talked a lot about the A500 Mini last Actually. year. That was the hot new hotness last year, if you'll recall. Mm-hmm. It was coming out. And we talked about, because this is when you famously uh, stated that you would see A500 Minis. And I believe Stone and Thomas was one. <laughs> and also uh, Thursday Morning or whatever that story is. <laughs> stupidly. And then you, at some point you said, no, we'll never see them in stores. Now I've never seen them in stores, but they're widely available here in the states, and Amazon's as good as a store. So I'm going to call that a a hit. I mean, we they did get here, they well, did get over.
0: I yeah I I knew that we would never see them in GameStop. You know that, that's it, <laughs> there's there's a line in the sand between uh, you know what we call mass market gaming appeal and what we don't. <laughs> and in in Europe and in the UK, I bet you can go down to your Boots or your W H Smith. Any of those places, and there's Amiga 500s just everywhere, everywhere. But here, I don't. I mean, it's possible that at some point in the future we'll get a shipment in. You yeah. know, When the price gets low enough, because a lot of times we just have to wait for the price to reach a certain threshold. We see this a lot with the little mini arcade machines. You start seeing those at Walmart and places when they get down yeah. to about twenty bucks. Yeah. Just remember, they were closing out the PlayStation Minis, and they yeah. were they were super cheap. I bought two of them. Yeah, good of, move.
1: Cause, yeah, cause I, I got one. Uh, I use one all the time. Now uh, I will say, have you seen the C60 the C64 locally for sale anywhere? The the mini you know, one, you know the, the, you know the C64, the small one. I think that I
0: have. I think that I have seen that
1: somewhere. The reason I mention it is, I was gifted a the C64 mm-hmm. for Christmas this year. Yeah, and a joystick. The Chud got me one. Chad really? Yeah, he did. And he bought them locally. Yeah. In Columbus. Yeah. At the, the, what are they? My group? That micro Micro center. Micro center. (laughs) He goes up there with Elliot all the time. (laughs) I've heard that. Mm -hmm. And so, which is a nice gift. Uh, Thank you, Chad. Because I have some fun with that. Uh, And I wonder if a place like that, that, of course, West Virginia is so backwards
0: when it comes to technology stores. Someplace like that, I could conceivably see them having. It know. will be interesting. I'll have to keep an eye because normally they'll post things like that on Slick Deals and stuff whenever they make an appearance. So yeah. if it was going to show up, it would show up in Micro Center. And I will say
1: that uh, I I am on the A five hundred Mini Facebook group and also the Mini Mega Facebook group, and I saw a ton of people got those for gifts this year. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if the price dropped because we both agreed those things came in probably fifty too bucks too yeah. high. At the minimum, uh, but those coming down into the VC64 level of mm-hmm. sales, then you got something there. Right. They would be great
0: little gifts. Well, now, Aaron, they were talking about this in the <laughs> chat. Do you? This is official prediction time. Yeah. Do you see the release, or no? Let's 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 back up. Do you see the announcement of the Amiga 500 or the A500 Maxi? It's this sort of already
1: year? been announced, sorta.
0: Okay. And, and, Tell me
1: more. I think I saw an ad of the maxi, sort of like they did the mini, where it's just like the shaded thing. I, seems like I saw that a while back. It could have been something I mocked up. With all that said, I do see their release of that. It would not surprise me if it happened at the end of this coming year, twenty twenty three. You got that's would be in line with what they normally would do. with, with the C with the DC sixty four mini. Um, I can tell you having the. Kick the tires. I spent a good time of my a good part of my time off messing with the uh, A500 Mini, and with the proper adjustments made to it, it's a great little fun device that's useful that has a lot of useful uh, uh, properties to it. So would the fi- the Maxi be the same? Yeah, I think it would be a, probably a pretty good get. Mm-hmm. Uh, the price worries me because I think they'd go bonkers with the price if they've charged a hundred. 70 bucks, or whatever, for the mini. God only knows what the... And the thing is, you can get an Amiga. You can still get an Amiga at like a 500, somewhere in the ballpark, for a couple hundred bucks, if you look around. And so then, you, are you going to buy the fake Amiga for more than the real Amiga? Well, one you of know, the advantages
0: know. of the fake Amiga is that it's guaranteed to work when you power it on. <laughs> when you true. buy your $100 A500, there's a chance that something might be a mess. Yeah, but which
1: one's going to go up in value and which one's not?
0: I mean, that's the thing. The A five hundred Maxi is never going to be worth more than it is when you buy it. Well, if you're buying something for investment purposes, I think you've got a point. Yeah,
1: I mean, and so I mean, don't get me wrong. If it, if you, if I said here, boat, you don't know what an Amiga is. Here's an A five hundred Maxi. Well, I'm telling you right now,
0: if you offered me a ra- a real A five hundred or an A five hundred Maxi, I would take the A five hundred Maxi right, ten times well, out of ten, it, it,
1: you're, it's easier to use. It's got it, it, it's easier
0: to use. You can actually plug it into something you have. Right. Uh, it's got full compatibility NTSC and PAL. I mean, the only reason Most you would all. buy you would buy a, a regular <laughs> A five hundred is a if you want to have something that's vintage, and b if you want to have something that's going to go open. Yeah, value.
1: and I, I think one thing I'll, I'll wonder about, and these are sort of predictions, I guess, so we're not too far off the path. Since uh, since the retro games guys got into bed with the uh, a Mini MEGA guy to sponsor his contest. Uh, that makes me wonder if they're going to implement some of his actions when they put together the A500 Maxi. Something? I mean, you couldn't go in there and put the whole slate of software he's got on there because it's got everything. Right. But you could certainly take what he did and use that as the basis, and it'd be the way to go. Yeah.
0: And you'd be doing some residuals
1: then, too. Listen, no. But I'd be, I'd, I'd be bare of my hand out just in case. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Now, with all that said, Maxi and Minnie aside, you have any f- predictions for the coming year? You're the swami.
0: I do. I do. I think this year we are going to see, for the first time since uh, the great uh, Bomberman controversy of 1996, a major software development house go after one of these uh, Amy, Cami, Amy, Amy, Cami Game Jam games. Okay? So for example, you know we've had Metal Gear, we've had uh, Wonder Boy, <laughs> all of these types of things. Oh and these, yeah, Rygar. Yeah, Rygar. Like, uh, this is gonna be the year, because it hasn't happened yet, but I think this is gonna be the year where the crowds, the numbers, everything is moving towards bigger and bigger, and we're gonna see some cease and desist letters sent out to one of these game jam people.
1: I mean, I hope you're wrong. I'm not saying it's a good thing, yeah. I'm
0: just saying that's what I predict.
1: The thing is, they're not, they're all totally free, and so what, but I mean, I've seen Nintendo shut down plenty of free projects, so it's not outside the realms of possibility, and a lot of stuff they've grabbed and fooled with have been done, uh, you know, they're low-end, you're not going to know about them, but I mean, then again, you've got that CC version of Mario Brothers, I don't know if they, they do anything about that, you know, you'd think that would be what they would, something like that would be something that somebody would go after, but you could be right, that would be, you know... Every year, it gets a little more litigious out there, so you know you could be you could be onto something. Do you think? Here's another swamy prediction. I'm going to ask you a question. You give me your prediction. The uh, to copy the Amiga copyright controversy. Uh, you got your Calanto, You got all these guys. All these players. Is this going to get? We going to see any settlement this year? Does anyone even care about that anymore?
0: That's two predictions. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think we're going to ever see a resolution to that. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm going to uh, Mike from Clowanto is going to be at Amiga Ireland. I'm sure I'm going to sit down and talk to him. Uh, and if there's any new news to report, I will. I will let you know. But uh, it, I really feel like if there was going to be a resolution to that, it would have happened before all this Amiga Mini stuff came out. They would have figured out a way to settle their differences, get in there with at games, and bring a united front to this device. Because I mean, let's be honest the A500 mini retro
1: games not a sorry
0: retro no. games uh the A500 mini is the biggest commercial release the Amiga has had since Amiga was a company
1: yeah well yeah yeah it's one of the few right right uh so yeah you might
0: be onto something there boat do you have any other predictions you want to spout out to people uh, no i'm good uh this year's amiga 2022 games best and worst Each week, if you are familiar with the format of the show, we have seven categories, and the Amigos Game Selection Committee uh, chooses uh, a game for us to play. And we usually end up with, you know, six or seven different games in each category. So we got plenty of games to choose from.
1: Sure. So just to discuss how we looked at it, right? We split this up, like Boat said. And we just went through, and what we're going to do is just go through these categories and kind of just talk about what we looked at in that category, and then sort of pick the game we liked in that category. And at the end, we'll throw down the big dog. That sound good to you? That sounds good. Swami,
0: Well, Swami's going away because my hat's getting hot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I was wondering how long that lasted longer than Santa's beard. We'll put that right there on the wheel. So, starting off, Boat, I think this is the only fair way to do it, is to start off with games that we played for a second time. Now the games we played for a second time this year: Worm, Speedball Two, Stuck Car Racer, Lionheart, Flashback, Cannon Fighter, and Civilization. That's a top shelf list of games, both. Indeed. When you look those over, what jumps out at you?
0: Well, these are the good games we played this year. That's what jumps out at
1: me. Stop. What you stop. We played a lot of good games this year, but these classic games were classic games.
0: Well, when you when you vote on a category for games that we should take a second look at, and most yeah. of the time people are going to want to hear about the best. They don't the want to hear 3D best. pinball, right? They don't want another up. go. They don't want another go round at that. Now I'll tell you, <laughs> uh, since you've got this up, this does happen to be my favorite of the second time around games. Uh, we looked at this just a couple weeks ago. Civilization. I had forgotten just how great this game was at holding your hand through the process of learning to play. Yeah. That's something you never, ever see of games of this complexity from this time period. Yeah. Uh, Most of the time, games come with a huge manual, and you just kind of have to figure it out on your own. So uh, that alone, you know, and sort of the addictive nature of Civilization makes it my top pick. Um, How about you?
1: Well, when I look over the list here, listen, I'm I'm a sucker, as you know, um, and I like. By the way, Civilization is definitely high on the list, and I liked all these actually. But you know, I'm a big fan of Stunt Car Racer. I love Stunt Car Racer, and uh, uh, believe it or not, I'm going to actually put it up ahead of Lionheart. As much as I love Lionheart, I know you're stunned by this. But the thing, there's a difference between the two games, and the difference is like when I've got five minutes to play a game, right? You can't just get into Lionheart and play five minutes of Lionheart. You've got to get you've got to have time. And the stunt car race, you can hop in, you play it instantly. You're instantly having a good time, and it's fun every time I play it. It never gets old. I always like it. It's got it's got extras that you don't normally get in a game of that age. being able to hook up two computers and stuff. That uh, and the expansion of now this doesn't really count technically, but when people the user made tracks stuff gives a little extra life. I just love it. It's certainly the the of this bunch. It was my favorite game, but I've really, every single game in this, except maybe one, I really really enjoy. I have never gotten along with Flashback. It's the only one on this list, and I know it's a mortal sin to say it, but it's the it's the game I, of this list of these games. It's the one I just never got into that much. Well,
0: Flashback but. is. I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade. It is the single most overrated title on the Amiga.
1: Overrated, yeah. No, yeah. I wouldn't go because that way because it is
0: it is all flash and no substance. Oh, no, I don't agree with that at all. Oh, I just I have do. trouble with the control. I agree with it 100%. But you're an extremist, you
1: always say that kind of crazy stuff. It's not that bad. Come on, we'd stink at the control. No, like
0: that. The, everything about that game is everything that's wrong with gaming. Can, can you elaborate? Yeah, it's a total, don't get me wrong, it is beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. But it comes that beauty comes at the expense of literally everything else in the game.
1: Well, I mean, it's the plot's pretty interesting too, and the, and the uh, the the. Describe the plot to me. The background where you're trapped, you've got to get out. You've you're lost trapped your memory. And you've got to get
0: out, and you lost. Well, your memory. I, mean, I only got so Man, far how in the you game. How
1: unique! I only got so far into the game, but it's cool. I like the idea that you're going through and trying to solve this mystery. You've got the little video playbacks. I think they're. I think that's cool. I like that part. This, there's a stretch element to it. I think it's, I don't think it's that shallow. I just don't think I'm very good at it at the end of the day. And I think you're being way too hard on it. No That's way. Just me. No way. That's just me. So that, anyway, that was our second time around. We split on that one, although civilization, I have to say, but going back to play that again, I, was like, I'm, I'm, I wasn't like, I necessarily looking forward to doing it again, and I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too much. actually. So it would definitely be in the top couple of games.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I'm, I'm 100% with you on Stunt Car Racer.
1: Great game. Yeah, so the next batch of games we're going to look at was our RPG slash adventure games. Again, it's not a category I'm specifically fond of, but we had some interesting ones this year. We've got KGB, Wasted Dreams, Isher, codename Hell Squad. That's certainly the best name of the year for any game. Uh, the Lost Patrol and, the fi- and Final Odyssey. Did you
0: have a thought on these both? This is the category of the year for me because I think this game has the most winners of, every, of any category. Really? Yeah. Um, every single game that we played in this category I thought was fantastic. And they were all fantastic in different ways, okay? Yeah. So KGB. KGB is great because it puts you... In a scenario, you really feel like you're in Soviet Russia. In Soviet Russia. That one was, that was sort of, I love the feeling of that one, I will say. It was super atmospheric. The puzzles weren't deathly hard. I love the dialogue options. Everything about KGB, I was a big fan of, and I was not expecting to like it. Okay. Ishar, that's what you've pulled up here, right? Yeah. So, Ishar is a game that is hugely ambitious. It kind of reminds me of like an early Elder Scrolls game. Yeah. uh, Where you have this huge environment that you're walking around, you've got this whole cast of characters that you can either befriend or murder immediately and take their stuff. It's one of these games where you really feel like you can do anything. Now, it's unfortunate yeah, it was, it was, you know, it's hobbled by being on, uh, you know, an, an older machine. I got lost a lot in this one, Boat. It's an easy game to get lost in. Yeah. The map that they give you is not uh, ideal, but I still feel like it was a good game. It's a good effort. It was interesting. Why don't you move on and talk a little bit about Final Odyssey?
1: I, I brought this up because I'll just go ahead and jump the gun. This was the one I gave uh, the award to was Final Odyssey. This game really was surprising to me, Boat. Uh, I thought it was real neat. Uh, the graphics were great. the The gameplay surprised me. It was hard, but I thought it was interesting. I enjoy. I enjoyed this one quite a bit.
0: To me, Final Odyssey doesn't belong in this category. Okay. Uh, to me, this is a, this is a a puzzle platformer or not puzzle platform. It's a puzzle action game. Uh, it's not an adventure game. Uh, so I I wasn't even thinking about this in this category. But I will agree mm-hmm. with you that it is a good game. Which one did you like of, of this? Battle? Oh, I'm going through them all because I like them all. I could not choose. You couldn't okay? choose a winner here? Codename Hell Squad is great because it is a totally different than uh, so many other games that we've played in that it combines action elements with a point and click adventure game. You're walking around in this King's Quest-like atmosphere, and uh, and you, but you're able to fire a weapon. So that's awesome. Um, It was a really unusual game too, but it was, we'd played one similar to it, but there's only two like it, that's for sure. And finally, The Lost Patrol, this one might be the best one of them all because it is a game that truly simulates what it must be like to be part of a a patrol in the Vietnam War, where it's just, there's this sense of foreboding, there's this sense of helplessness, there's this feeling that it's all going to be over soon, and guess what it is? Uh, this is a game that, uh, (laughs) this is a game that I really, really, you know, I'm not going to say that I enjoyed playing it, but it gave me the feeling of being in the environment much more. You know, everybody talks about how cannon fodder exposes the brutality of war. That's a bunch of crap. It doesn't expose anything. (laughs) This is a game that exposes the brutality and the hopelessness and the uselessness of war.
1: Yeah, and well, the hope game. I felt quite a bit of hopelessness as well as I tried to do to navigate the mini games on it. I, I mean, I like Lost Troll. I thought it was it brought a lot to the table. If we're if we're if you're not going to count Final Odyssey in the mix, then I would absolutely take KGB. I thought that was a really interesting. Listen, that's a game you just don't see the likes of. I don't think I've ever played a game quite like it. It was mm-hmm. interesting to me. It was a game of its ear at a certain degree, uh, but I was surprised that the. Uh, um, the atmosphere it set up, I like the sort of, I like sort of how it, the uh, the missions flowed. Uh, again, it's not a game that I got super far in, but I got far enough into it to understand what was going on, and it was, it, I enjoyed it. I like that they put the extra time into it, the characters looked cool, you know, I like games I like think that. that
0: all of the games in this category, everybody put everything they had into them. Yeah. And that, that means a lot.
1: Yeah, we got lucky on that. I will say, of all the categories, this is, I think you mentioned, this might be the best one. Uh, let's go into one that probably isn't going to qualify for that. <laughs> you know, we've had a lot of good luck over the years with public domainia, but you can't win them all, Boat. Uh, and this year we had, it was a mixed bag. It's like they were all duds. Uh, we had Top Hat Willie, Microbes, Drop Zone, Deluxe Pat, Pac-Man, T-Racer, Infection, Aztec Challenge, and, uh... Colonial Conquest 2. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have a thought on these, Boaster? Um, this one, I mean, it's really hard to pick a best public domain game because they're all so different. Yeah. Uh, I will say the most disappointing, and we just talked about uh, Archer, uh, I really thought that the, the 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 Amiga public domain version of Drop Zone was a real disappointment compared to the Atari 8-bit version. It played way too fast. It was way too hard. Didn't like that one. Yeah. Uh, you know... Th- I thought T Racer was definitely a commercial quality. um, It was definitely a commercial quality shooter. Uh, It's right up there with you know any of the any of the games that we play that are commercially released uh, horizontal shooters on on the on Amigos. Um, I think T Racer would have been if they'd had more like if they'd had a little more. Experience maybe and playing things out. I mm-hmm. think you'd had a that would have been a pretty solid game. Um, but I, I'll I'll say my favorite is probably Aztec Challenge. You know, I'm a sucker for a good, yes. uh, simple mini game collection. Yeah. Uh, this is and, and this kind of reminded me of uh, of you know something that you might find on an Atari 8-bit computer. Yeah, uh, I believe that it actually was a port of a C64 game to the Amiga. It was, and uh, but I loved it. I thought it was great.
1: I liked. Actually, I like this one, but I liked this on the same episode. We did another game uh, called Colonial Conquest Two. Man, this game was. This was a pretty uh, deep. But well done game mm-hmm. for for a PD game. Yeah, we both were like, why didn't why is this a PD game? Right,
0: right. You know, can you could take was... an
1: extra money and did a little more to it? You had a real big winner here. This was
0: definitely a year where almost all the PD games that we played could have been, and in some cases, I think Infection actually was a com- it was supposed to be a commercial release. Yeah. but things fell through. So
1: I was I I would say of of the games we and I like Aztec Challenge too, by the way. But I would say. Colonial Conquest, too, and again, not necessarily my type of game, but, man, I, I thought it was a real winner. Uh, we're going to move on to uh, puzzle games, Boat. Uh, this time out, we had Zoom, Jumping Jackson, Exit, Rock and Roll, Tower of Babel, and Paradroid 90, Boat.
0: Your thoughts? Uh, my favorite was definitely Exit. I'm a sucker for the Sokoban-type games. And I thought this game had a perfect learning curve. Uh, It introduced some different sorts of elements that you don't often get in a Sokoban game. uh, Different types of blocks and what have you. But the graphics were good. I thought the story was wacky. You know, it was a guy going out to get some fish and chips yeah. and was kidnapped by aliens and they had to say, dis- he was the one that they put into the How Smarter Humans test. Yeah. You know? I, I, I agree.
1: This was my pick as well on Puzzle Games. That's that's an odd one. Now, I will say, uh, it took me a long time to understand Parajoy 90. And when I finally got into it, I, liked, I enjoyed it a lot more. And we've looked at those sorts of games before. So I, I did get into that one, uh, Zoom. That's one we talked about lamenting maybe having two players on, you know, Jumpy Jackson, eh? You know, rock and roll, eh? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I think Exit was the best. Was the best of the bunch, in my opinion. That's a pretty easy category. Yeah, to I,
0: I really found the rest of these to be incredibly forgettable. Parodroid ninety, I found to be entirely because this is Paradorid is a game that people love. Yeah. They love, and I thought Parodroid ninety was sort of a dud.
1: I so. thought it was I mean it's I enjoyed it sorta. It's not like I went back and played it a ton. Mm-hmm. But uh, Exit is an interesting game. I'm not uh, it's hard for a dumb guy to play it, but it, I thought it was interesting. Uh, so we've got <laughs> platform games, Boats favorite category on, on the Amiga. And we have got a, we've got some top shelf uh, uh, matchups here. We've got The Adventures of Doris, uh, Odyssey Yolanda, Bomb Jack, uh, Nikki Boom and Wackus the detective, which I didn't get to play Wackus. That's
0: when you and Brent did. Mm-hmm. Uh, any thoughts on the platform category, Bo? Uh, I'm going to go with Nikki Boom because he is absolutely the most demented looking mascot platformer that the Amiga yeah. has has come up with. Yeah, he he looks dumb, Bo. I played a little bit more Nikki Boom today. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, you just you look at his sort of clownish demeanor. You know, it, he's a, he's he's sort of tubby, uh, and he he's he's got weird face paint on. Yeah, he just look. I mean, like you couldn't come. He up, walks like a. I don't know. He's way he, arched back. Yeah, he's 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 a sort of a inverse hunchback. Yeah, um, <laughs> Can you have that. So he's a fat guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're all inverse. Hunchback. This is this is this is now the game itself. However, not bad, not a bad game. But the 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 character of Nicky himself. Just, it's horrifying. He's, horrifying. Wait, listen,
1: in a land where mascot characters are double crap, I mean horrible, mm-hmm. this right here is one of the top shelf bad mascots. Barpick chips in. That's top banana's uh, that, boyfriend. That's exactly yeah. right. Listen, let's look at these platforms for a second here. Because there was some duds in here. The Norris, no good. Yolanda, an all-time dog, yeah. right? Uh, uh Wackus. I didn't play. Do you have a thought on Wackus? Wackus
0: is, is okay. It's a different sort of game. It, yeah. It's a lot like a like a Rolling Thunder with slightly poorer controls. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Which it, I like Rolling Thunder. Yeah, it was okay. I put that solidly in the okay category. Bomb Jack. Uh, you know, it is a platformer, but it's a different sort of platformer. Yolanda is a travesty. That is the worst. It's <laughs> no, the dirt no, worst. I own that game, Bo. what yeah, are you doing? It's the worst. Oh, so did you, you hated it more than Norris? It, Norris was also not great. But Norris had some things going for it. Yolanda has absolutely nothing, absolutely well, nothing going for I, it. I uh,
1: I, I didn't like uh, most of these games, and I, I picked as my favorite one. I, ironically, I picked Odyssey, and I would have. I'm, I'm with you. Nikki Boom was probably the best, but it's so. It's, it's so ugly a guy. It's so ugly. It's so I went so with ugly. Odyssey, which obviously has everything going for it, except it's
0: not fun. Yeah. Otherwise, it's great. Remember the the first scene of the game where you're unable to climb the vine? Yeah. The, that lets you know that you're in for a treat. I remember. So. I remember. So, yeah, a
1: dud category, uh, the platform games. And the thing is, I mean, who to have thunk it? Mm. I don't know. Let's move over to shooter games, but <laughs> We had uh, Whizball uh, Simulcra. Pegasus, The Hunt for Red October, Venus, The Flytrap, and Capone. Bo, did any of these jump out at you? Yeah, you
0: know, I played through a couple of these today, just to kind of refresh my mind. Uh, Venus, The Flytrap wins this one for me. Yeah. This is a pretty good game. Uh, This is a, it it sort of straddles the line between platformer and shooter, because you are uh, are an insect robot. Who is out to uh, repopulate the earth by sodding it in sort of a post-apocalyptic <laughs> Johnny Appleseed? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and you know it's 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 very R-type and its platform structure, um, and uh, it's well animated and it looks okay. So Venus the Flytrap wins for me.
1: I uh, I'm going to ultimately go with this was a tough category because I, Venus the Flytrap was eh. You liked it more than me when we did the show. Uh, I'm probably going to go with. Uh, Simulcra, I thought it was a. I thought it was a pretty advanced looking shooter for the Amiga. It's funny you lamented during the show that it looked like something on the uh, on the Jag, mm-hmm. and that stuck with me because you're not wrong. It does look like something on the Jag, uh, and, but I, I thought it was a cool looking 3D thing. Again, it's not perfect, you know. I didn't hate all of these. Uh, I didn't hate uh, Venus the Flytrap. I didn't hate Huffer October. It was dumb. I thought Pegasus was dangerously close, you know, with a butt. And we both talked about that. It's too hard, blah, 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 the usual stuff. Uh, so this, I, I will say, I thought Capone was the dirt worst. Yeah,
0: Capone is the worst.
1: Yeah, and Whizball is a game that everyone loves but us. I got a little more knowledgeable about it when we played it. But... I still
0: can't play it. I played it again today, and I still can't play it. Yeah, so, so, but, it's but, a, but, yeah, it's Capone a... is the n- n- number zero with a bullet.
1: Yeah, yeah, so... Let's move from shooters to the racing uh, category, both. Racing and sports. Racing and sports. And I also threw one in here because I had no category to go into. So we've got MUDS, Mean, Ugly, Dirty, Sport, the GBA Rally, Jaguar, or Jaguar, XJ220, Archer McLean's Pool, Winter Olympics, Littlehammer 94, Micro Mortal Tennis, and Mortal
0: Kombat 2, which is the one I threw in. Uh, any of these stand out to you both? Uh, I really liked, of course, Jaguar is, is. I mean, in the top three racing games for the Amiga. So you can't not like Jaguar. Um, you don't like it? I don't hate it. It's. I mean, I, I had to sit here and think about what the top three are. It probably is. If you is. can think of two that are, if you can I think of three that are well, better, that you can let like, me know. I, yeah, I'll have to ponder that. Yeah, I don't think can. It's impossible. I'll take off. Um, so MUDs. Is sort of interesting, and that this one might be the one that I think is the winner for me because it's so different. This is a essentially a um, more easy to understand rugby or a speedball type game, but it's wrapped in a pretty interesting simulation where you travel from town to town, buying your players who are actually bought and sold like slaves, which is a, so, somewhat disconcerting. Yeah, but putting that aside. Um, they stay in hotels. They, I mean, they're, they're not treated, treated like slaves that that you might think of. Or are sit out to die. Right. Um, (laughs) but, uh, you have to kind of keep your debts in check. You're going to, uh, you're going to pubs to try and recruit other players in addition (laughs) to buying them. Uh, you, the, the simulation part and the graphics of the simulation, I thought were really interesting. Uh, so I'm going to give that my, my number one pick for this category, just because it, it was so different and so well done. I looked over this
1: one. and uh, all honesty, it was t- a tough choice because I, I, none of these... I can tell you which ones I don't like easier than I can tell you which ones I like. Uh, but the one of these... And I didn't count Mortal Kombat 2. I think Mortal Kombat 2 is a very respectable version of this, the Amiga. Almost incredible. But uh, is it the best game? I'd probably have to go with uh, uh, Arch McLean's pool. I mean, listen, it's ahead of the curve. It's got a lot of different games in there. Mm-hmm. It plays a good game of pool, which is yeah. the number one thing, yeah. which is not the easiest thing to pull off. Yeah. And I remember a pool game coming out for the PC like years later, and I remember thinking, wow, this is great, and this came out way before that did. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think this is a good game. I, you know, Yes, it's a sad game now because that archer's passed, but still, it's I think it's a fun game. So for me, of this bunch, uh, this would be the one I like the most. I will say the one I did not like the most uh, was even lower than mortal uh, tennis. Was Winter Olympics a lillahammer? That sucked. Uh, which we played that early in the year in celebrate no the bad. Winter Olympics. That no was bad. not a good celebration for the Winter Olympics. The last category boat is the sim str slash strategy games. Uh, we've got uh, F-15 Strike Eagle two uh, Thunderhawk. AH73M. I like how they put all the numbers in mm-hmm. there.
0: That's how you know it's real. Wouldn't you
1: rather really just have it say Thunderhawk? Doesn't that sound better?
0: I think in America <laughs> it did, because we can't read.
1: That's true. Ray- a railroad tycoon, take them to Detroit. Detroit, Rock City, Warlords, and Silent Service. Boat. You have a thought on this batch. This
0: one's easy for me. It's straight up silent service, brother. Really, I you're, love you're a big service. fan of that one. Aren't I you? love submarine games, and I love games that are not too complicated, but yeah. are sort of semi. Yeah. And uh, this is, I believe that this is another Sid Meier game. So talking about the, the the genius of Civilization, he knows how to make games that make you feel like you're playing a sim, even though you're playing something at the kindergarten level, which is where I'm at. <laughs> you're better than that.
1: Listen, I had a lot of fun with Silent Service. I love Silent Service. And I wasn't prepared to have fun with it, if I'm honest. It's great. And I it's believe we game. covered the sequel a while back. I don't remember which one I like better, but I remember we, I think we've covered both of yeah, them. Yeah, we have. I had a tough call on this one, if I'm honest, uh, because I liked elements of a lot of these games. Mm-hmm. This li- is
0: another category where all the games were pretty good.
1: Like, I had more fun than I expected in Warlords. Mm-hmm. I had way more fun than I expected
0: in Silent Service. Uh, In Robert, both, Railroad
1: Tycoon, same way. You know. Both
0: the flying games that we played <laughs> definitely leaned more towards the arcade side of the sim equation.
1: That's right. But ultimately, I decided to pick a game which I think is it's great but but flawed, and that was Detroit. Mm. Uh, the name is horribly dumb. I would have done anything but that. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, 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 I thought the game was unique. The whole premise of taking over like the car industry yeah. and stuff, yeah. And there was a ton of stuff in it. That I mean, there was a lot of depth mm-hmm. there that you that you wouldn't expect. Yeah. I mean, and uh, which I like. And I like now again. I'm not a deep sim player, but if I was, this is the kind of game you could get into. Uh, and the interface is okay. It's not the best. That was one thing, but it was okay. Uh, but I thought the premise of it was good. And yeah. not, don't get me wrong, Rower Tycoon amongst these is probably, oh, it shouldn't be near the top because it's such a really streamlined game. Uh, and but uh, and Silent Service is a simpler game amongst these other ones. But it's still, what it does, it does great, which is what you want. But I think for sheer depth, I would go with Detroit Rock City. I didn't
0: play this one because I was not here that way.
1: That's week. right. You weren't around yeah. for this one, Bo. Well, that might have changed your mind. Hey, give it a whirl someday, uh, Boat, if, if, you, if you get a chance. You might fire it up on a Megathon. So, with all that said, Boat, uh, we've looked over all the categories here. Um, did you have a game? That, uh, looking over all these, so we're, we've got a big list in front of us here. Looking over all these categories, which one of these do you think was the biggest dud in all of the games we
0: played? Oh, Yolanda. It's not even a Yolanda, the biggest dud of the year for Can you explain what you can you explain yourself, boat? Because it's not a game. It's not a game. There's nothing fun or interesting or unique about it.
1: Well, I mean, you know, I will say, I, I know a lot of people hate Yolanda. And I did not hate it as much as I mean, it's it's poorly done. There's nothing good about it. It's a dud. It's a dud game. It's a dud game of the highest caliber, but it, there is an aspect to a game like this that's so hard and poorly done that, that may. There is a part of it that is kind of itching to play it. I know I, it doesn't make any sense. I didn't hate this one the worst. Okay, of of what's your games. worst? I mean, there we had we played a lot of bad ones this year. Uh, 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 Capone was really bad. I mean, it's that one's in the running. You know, a,
0: a couple of the public domain ones weren't so we're, that good. So we're either. not counting the second look games, right? In terms of our would you put favorite. a second
1: look game as a in a worse category? I, Lionheart's pretty bad. I'll take off. <laughs> You're just saying that to anger me, and <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it. i let it slide. Anyway, uh, uh, I would probably of all these games, uh, I would probably say that my least favorite was Capone. I thought it was garbage. I mean, as a garbage game, mm-hmm. it's funny that the game we picked as you picked as the best. Platformer, it, it's so uh, disturbing that it would almost, but it's too good to make the list. But I would say that was bad. But th- I think that one was really, really bad. I think the idea that it's a gun game uh, is all it had going for it. It's, they, they put minimal effort. Also, want a special mention the uh, Winter Olympics, Little Hammer '94. They took a they the- took a genre of, of games that was established and fun and had been fun for years and they screwed it up Mm -hmm. and one would wonder how do you do that you know i don't know how you do something that's stupid but they managed to pull it off so we would say for you your worst game yolanda i don't think i'm going to argue with that i'm going to say capone now what would you pick as
0: your favorite game we played in 2022 boy you know this is this is a really really tough choice yeah um None of these games that we played this year are going to be in my all-time favorites, but there are a lot of games that we played that are right under there, right under there. And I'm going to say that my game of the year is probably going to be KGB. Okay. Wow. Okay, yeah. I didn't expect that. Why yeah. is this because, the game of the year? Because, you know, when you play a point-and-click adventure game, you want to be immersed into a world that is interesting, that's full of interesting characters, and uh, and has a story that you can identify with. Yeah. And in a lot of these games that we play, a lot of the Delphine games and things like Future War and stuff like that, there are always these convoluted sci-fi stories that are set in the far-flung future. And I just can't get into that. I'm not really a, a sci-fi guy when it comes to these kind of games. Yeah, I I prefer games that are sort of more mysterious, like you know, like uh, remember the one that we play, our uh, cruise for a corpse. Yeah, something like that. Um, and this because it's set in Soviet-era Russia, you know, it's got that kind of like old world. You go to some locations that have like this old world aesthetic, like the apartment and stuff like that. And then you have like sort of like the sleazy underbelly where all the real work's getting done. Yeah, You've got the military angle. Uh, Of course, KGB, the name of the game. Uh, I just, I thought that the the interface was good, which is essential for a, you know, a point and click adventure game. It didn't annoy me. Um, And I just had a really good time playing this game. And after I quit playing it, I watched it, and I enjoyed it played just like a movie.
1: Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, I understand. This was a tough call for me. I mean, I liked some of the games we did this year, some I didn't like, and there were a lot of games that were like middling for me, if, mm. I, if I'm honest. Uh, but I'm going to go with, and I mentioned it already, I, as, my, as the most interesting game I played this year, I'm going to pick Detroit, mm. amazingly. Uh, again, this is going outside of my usual wheelhouse, but I thought this was a real interesting game and it gave you so many options as the guy running. And you're starting from the ground up to run this dealership. You're making trade deals. You're putting ads in the paper. You're putting up billboards. You're the whole nine yards. There's a lot to it. It's a shame that you didn't get to be there for that. I would love for you to check it out sometime, but I thought this was a real winner I thought it was a lot of fun. And of all these games, I mean, do you have any honorable mentions that, that were in the top couple? Yeah,
0: um, Colonial Conquest. I'm glad we talked about that yeah. a little bit because I actually forgot about how great that was. This is another game that is a, uh, it's a, a sort of a world building game where you're, it's, it's sort of a uh, mix between something like SimCity and Civilization, yeah. where you're building out um, bases on the, on different planets. You're fighting off bad guys. Uh, and but it's all done with a really easy to see point and click interface that's very graphically appealing. That's definitely one of my honorable mentions. Yeah. Of course, you know, Jaguar is great, great racing game. Um those I'd say those are my two honorable mentions. No, this is we're going to now I'll, I'll mention a couple honorable mentions myself. And I will
1: you stole my thunder a little bit there. Uh, Colonial Conquest 2 uh, is it was a real surprise. Mm-hmm. A real surprise. And I was also real surprised by Pegasus. Man, I wanted to love that game as opposed to just like it. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it was a. I, I was surprised because we play a lot of this crap. That's, is that the game where you're on foot? You're on the other horse, level, you're yeah. On the, on right. Foot, right. And we yeah. both wanted to love it, yeah. but we only liked it. Right. Now, before we take this to the house here, I, I want to ask since we sort of di- we sort of excluded it from the voting, the second time around, games here: Worms, Speedball Two, Stunt Car Racer, Lionheart, Flashback, can Civ, Of those, you 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 would say. Civ would be your favorite of the bunch. It's
0: real, real close between Worms and Civilization. And Cannon Fodder was awful good, too. Cannon Fodder is really good, but it's not on the same level as Worms and Civ for me. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm going to have to say... Uh, for me, it's Stunt Car Racer, Lionheart, but Roy, really, there's none of these games that I would kick to the curb.
0: Oh, I Even would. Even Flashback. I would Although kick Flashback to the curb multiple times. Are we times. the
1: only people on Earth that don't like Flashback that much? And we don't, don't like it for different reasons, but we neither one of us are fans of it.
0: Yeah, I just, uh, you know, it's that same sort of Prince of Persia jank that you see, that, you know, animation, oh, like, oh, the animation's so good, but it doesn't matter how good the animation is if the gameplay stinks, and it does. There you go, there you go. So that's our look. For
1: our highs and lows of the year uh, on the old GambleTron. You want to go ahead and move along to our usual well, stuff? Well,
0: before we do, we have some reviews. Oh, we, we did get some? some? Well, yeah, great. Man. Let's go
1: back here and check those out.
0: So, uh, first one comes from Pajaco6502. His best game of the year is Cannon Fodder. They nailed it in the song's first line. War has never been so much fun, and boy, Cannon Fodder does not fail to be exactly that. Mm. Fun, playable, a game that manages to shoehorn puzzles, strategy, and arcade gameplay into a game that can be quite brutal and funny at the same time. Even though the character sprites are tiny, the developers and artists managed to squeeze so much life and death into them. And after many years, this game has aged well, and honestly, I wouldn't change a thing about it 9 out of 10. Most disappointing Bomb Jack. Ha! <laughs> Uh, Considering that the Amiga and ST should stand head and shoulders above the 8-pit machines they succeeded, something like Bomb Jack on the Amiga should have been an easy win, but somehow it didn't turn out uh, not so great. Uh, It's slow and floaty and crammed and giving you very little space to move. Sound is okay, but the same repeating audio track drives you crazy quite quickly. Considering how good the Speccy and Amstrad versions were, it's genuinely surprising that the Amiga version turned out so poorly. Now I will give it some credit and say the graphics are not too bad. We can just play the original through emulation now, but if you have your trusty Amiga hooked up and you want some good Bomb Jack action, then grab the beer edition and you'll be good to go. The original port can fly itself into the trash. 4 out of 10. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) David Hearn Ryder writes, Christmas Lemmings remains a favorite that I break out every year, and every year I get stuck on the same level. While I don't play the wonderful original these days, I always find time for Christmas lemmings. Not bad for a cover disc freebie. The Christmas animations are cute, and silly tunes put me in a festive mood at once. Until level 7, then it's Alt F4 to shut down WinUAE, and this Santa needs a stiff drink and can be heard mumbling, Let them die, on his way to the fridge. <laughs> mm. Pixels of Dawn's best game is Exit. Yeah, that was close for me too. He says, if I factor out the second look games, Exit was my favorite this year. I've been waiting to get this nomination on the show for years now. Another solid and fun puzzle game that many people haven't heard of to share with everyone. Enough said. His worst game is The Hunt for Red October. Uh, Man, whoever's idea it was to make a side-scrolling shooter out of this iconic film needs to be taken out into a field and shot. It's not even an average shooter. It's boring and plays terribly. Should be struck from the record. And finally, Ricky DeRocher. He writes, You covered some real good ones this year, so it's hard to pick a favorite but I'd have to say flashback uh, for being uh, so uh, awesome uh, 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 and for uh, uh. taking full advantage of the Amiga's hardware. There you go. There you go.
1: And I will say, I, I also didn't
0: hate upper uh, October. So, I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> it's, it's, I thought it's it, was hard right. of it
1: I thought. <laughs> and the fact that you're doing it, it's such a stupid thing that I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah. This is We're suckers like. for games <laughs> like that, though. So. We are.
1: <laughs> so, speaking of suckers, let's see what we did this week on the channel. Okay, man. So... We didn't have a huge week this week, but we did a few things, Boatster. Let's start off with, I just, you know, I put this up uh, just for fun. This is the uh, Amigos Christmas card. Just some highlights of the various holiday shows we've done. That's bad when you've done so many. You can take highlights Mm -hmm. out of them. And also, I will say, tune in for Boat's horrible, horrible blood-curdling tunes (laughs) in this one. This is very brutal. Uh, Second on the docket here... Boat, we just taped this. Uh, just It's this time with today's headlines. It's Ask the Amigos, Bo. Do you, now, we've only been a week out. Do you remember any of the questions now? Not a one. <laughs> there mm. you go. Holiday Ask the Amigos. We had a lot of fun on this and uh, answered a ton of questions. We had a good time. Uh, so check that out. Uh, last on the docket, it's, it's 2022 year in review. Even I i, I have zagged, Boat. Myself and the Brent, you know, the Brent's been brutally ill, yeah. Bo. And... His house flooded with water, Boat. Yeah. It's been yeah. a disaster. But he somehow I drug him out of his deathbed, come over and make him record his Listen, there are
0: several points uh, in the, during the show where I thought Brent's voice was, was going to jump out of his body and leave town. Because yeah. he you can tell that he's barely getting through it. So kudos to him yeah. for powering through this episode. I would have bowed out and said, screw it. The pre-show to this is one of the saddest
1: tales. He told me I could, I could stick it up on the stream Team channel, so I might do it. It's, just, it's the entire uh, tale of what happened Story over the like flood. four days. Yeah, it was worse than it was the worst thing you ever heard. So kudos to the brother. I don't give the guy credit that much. And we go over our favorites and least favorites on uh, ARG, sort of like what we did on
0: Boat. Now, Aaron, before we go any further, yeah, you know, as you reach the end of the calendar year and you become thoughtful about the important things in life, yeah, family, friends, the passing event of another year, but of course, the most important thing is what are you going to do with that big wad of Christmas cash you got burning a hole in your pocket? Well, Aaron, I've got the answer for you. Yeah. And that is Retro Rewind. Yeah. Good choice, Bode. Yeah. So head on over to retrorewind.ca and load up, load yourself up With any sort of peripherals, diagnostic equipment, or extra chips that you might need for your Commodore Amiga computer, your uh, Candy Coco, or any of your favorite Commodore computers, all the way down to the old Plus 4. Aaron, what is your favorite thing on the old Retro Rewind these days?
1: Well, you know, I like... I, I'm a sucker for the old accelerator. You mm-hmm. know, we've got an uh, A600 floating around somewhere. I believe Do you have that thing with your pad. It is. And I'm thinking to myself, we could stick an accelerator to that, because I do like the fact that the lowly... Like, I mean, when the A600 honed in the view, this thing was a dog. A dog. Nobody wanted this dog. It was a chopped up A500, which a crap. Man. No mm-hmm. good. Zero good. And yet, somehow... It's the little pup that could. It came it came out from nowhere. The glory board come up, and now it's a very uh, popular model of Amiga. And you can get an accelerator to jack this thing up to the sky to heights that the lowly A600 could never reach. And Frank will take care of you with these great A600 accelerators on top of any sort of a you might need, like uh, compact flash readers, various cables. He can do anything you want. Full service. Get your stuff fixed from him. If you fix it yourself, he'll send you the replacement parts. He's up in Canada. It's quick shipping. It's cheap. And Frank has decades, both. Decades, not a decade. Decades of experience. You can't buy that unless you go to retrorewind.ca.
0: And when you go there, make sure you load up your cart with goodies and use promo code AMIGOS10 at checkout to save yourself 10% off the low, low prices that are currently on offer at Retro Rewind. We thank them for being such an amazing member of the Commodore community and a proud sponsor of the Amigos podcast. Very good. Let's jump back in real quick. We'll
1: talk about what we did on the stream today. So we just, uh, I just got hold of, in my hot little hands, the newest uh, version of a mini MEGA for the A500 mini, just as we talked about earlier. Uh, Amy Jimmy set me up and I got on here and played a crap load of um, A500 mini games just to kick the tires on this thing, to see if it was any good. And, and I will say, I enjoyed it. I mean, is it what is it 100% perfect? No, but it did play 90% of what I wanted to try. On top of it, having all sorts of additional stuff, we had a big crowd for this. This is probably the biggest thing I've ever put on the Dream Team channel. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't checked it out, pop on over and check this out. It's a, a Mini Amiga V200 on the A500 Mini, hosted by me, your good buddy, Amigo Aaron. That's all we got, bud.
0: All right. Well, Aaron, it's time to announce the first Amiga, Amigos game of 2023. What is it? Let's find out, Boat. Ooh, cool cover. It's Castle Master, Boat. Castle Master.
1: That's, now, see, that's the kind of title I can get behind, Boat. Now, yeah. Do we know what kind of game this is? No
0: idea. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so we're going to we're gonna hobble into 2023, just like we did in 2022. That's, that's our way. That's our way. So... As we leave you, we wish you a very, very merry, uh, happy new year. And uh, we hope that your 2023 is amazingly great. And uh, as always, we will see you next time. And until then, adios. adios.